Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In this episode, I'll share about the hymn God of Grace and God of Glory and talk with music ministry participant Rowdy Giles. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. I'm happy to share with you today our first listener-requested hymn, God of Grace and God of Glory. This hymn was written by Harry Emerson Fosdick for the opening of the Riverside Church in New York City, which was in 1930, and the hymn was then sung again for the dedication of the new church building in 1931. Uh, This was written during the Depression, and Fosdick was uh, a proponent of the social gospel movement, and uh, an interesting story is that he was, uh, Fosdick was asked by John D. Rockefeller to be pastor of Park Avenue Baptist Church in New York, but Fosdick thought the church was too wealthy and agreed to the pastorate only on the condition that a new church building be built in a less fashionable fashionable place in the city. Uh, And that building uh, is where Riverside Church stands now. The hymn itself is a prayer, uh, a prayer for the church and its work in the world, and certainly reflects uh, Fosdick's theology uh, in that hymn. Each stanza ends with a prayer, grant us wisdom, grant us courage, and then follows uh, with a phrase, different phrase with each stanza, for the facing of this hour, for the living of these days, serving thee whom we adore, and that we fail not man nor thee. Uh, Interestingly, Fosdick actually had a different tune in mind than what we're accustomed to singing, Uh, Fosdick imagined that this hymn would be sung to Regent Square, which is what we usually sing uh, the words angels from the realms of glory to. Uh, So that was Fosdick's intent, and he was actually not very happy that the change came about to the tune that we're accustomed to singing this to, Cum Ronda. Uh, Cum Ronda is a Welsh tune written by John Hughes. Hughes was uh, a railroad worker, Uh, but also a deacon and song leader in Salem Baptist Church in Wales. Now, um, the Coom Ronda is the Welsh phrase for the Ronda Valley, which is a coal mining area in Wales. Uh, We also sing to this tune, Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. Uh, Both uh, wonderful texts to this uh, really sturdy Welsh tune. I have a couple of recollections. about this hymn. This hymn was uh, frequently featured in commencement ceremonies at Samford. I graduated from Samford twice uh, with a bachelor's and then a master's degree, and those those commencement services uh, concluded with God of grace and God of glory, and I think it uh, most appropriate with the uh, phrase, grant us wisdom, grant us courage, uh, as uh, we graduates set off on uh, new adventures. I have to admit that during these uh, strange and challenging and uncertain times, 
I have been tempted in our worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church just about every week to to plan to sing this hymn. It seems uh, so appropriate for the days that we're living in, for the facing of this hour, if you will. Uh, so this is this hymn has always been special, but especially during this time, it's taken on a deeper uh, meaning. If you have a suggestion for another hymn that you'd like for me to share about, please email me at marty at vhbc.com. And today's podcast will actually conclude with the congregation of the Riverside Church in New York City singing God of Grace and God of Glory, where uh, Fosdick was pastor. Well, I'm really glad today to be able to talk with uh, Rowdy Giles, um, a part of our orchestra and choir and sings in the men's quartet. So uh, hopefully this will give us a chance to chat and for you to get to know Rowdy a little bit better. Rowdy, thanks for being with me today. Oh, I'm glad to be here, Marty. It's a, it's a cool thing to try to get some more, you know, just conversation happening when none of us can see each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, even in normal times, we don't always get to know each other as well as we might like. So hopefully this will give us an opportunity to do that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, uh, let's start with uh, telling me a little bit about your work. What are you doing these days? Well, uh, the the music scene is somewhat happening, but mostly hidden. Uh, You know, not a lot of people going to play a lot of places because the science really hasn't confirmed. Does COVID blow straight out the end of my tuba? Uh, uh, there, there have been studies about whether or not band is really safe. I know you've probably read them about whether or not choir is really safe too. Yeah. Uh, are the way the way the instruments actually work uh, as far as brass goes is a little different. Uh, I would think flute is probably more dangerous than most as far as COVID because you know she's just blowing air straight across. Right. Um, but uh, all of that leaves things kind of tricky. Uh, and it's band camp season for some schools that have decided to go back and have band camp. Right. Uh, so you know, I'm talking to some of those band directors, but uh, I'm not currently doing any of them. Uh, I might. I have masks and stuff, so I might, I might help with some. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, certainly, it's certainly weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now what about, uh, tell us a little bit about your, uh, your real estate work. Uh, the real estate market is is all really still moving. Uh, Arc itself, my, the company I work for, Arc Realty, has moved uh, several uh, houses in the past week. Uh, the The volume is still pretty high. It, it's really a seller's market. There's not much on the market, but there are people that want to buy. Um, I'm still looking for anybody who needs help with clients, but but I do have some some a prospect or two that are really coming to fruition, which is fun. I haven't been doing real estate uh, successfully for very long. I've been in the business for about a year, but uh, I haven't actually had a whole lot of clients to work with. So this is a it's a cool time now that I actually get to have somebody that I'm going to be able to put a contract yeah. on paper for and say, yeah. oh, this is what this job is. Well, yeah, that's really <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Cool. Well, I'm glad you've got uh, both of those things going on, and I'm sure um, once schools figure out what not just uh, marching band, but all the what the day to day looks like is going to be a, a big um, a good thing for people like you to sort of get plugged in with what you have been doing. 
Yeah, uh, I'm. I actually enjoyed distance teaching in the fall, though I, I do want to upgrade all of my technology if I continue it a lot this fall. Um, uh, so I'm very interested to see if schools are a lot of distance or if everybody's in person. Because uh, I think it's a lot easier to convince the kid, like, hey, do your math at 11, and then your Duma lesson's at 11.30. Uh, yeah, yeah. As opposed to, oh, okay, everybody's in school now. Well, I could do a, I could do an after-school Zoom lesson. We could do a 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Um, but I'm hoping that more of the parents will be open to it this year than have in the past. Uh, because, you know, now they won't have to drive anywhere. And that makes it right. easier on everybody, too. <laughs> I don't have to drive anywhere. Right. Uh, yep. So it... Uh, it is certainly interesting. Uh, I have I have seen some colleagues that are are zooming all the time with duos, singles. Uh, mm-hmm. You remember Cindy who plays in our orchestra? I think she yeah, does whole yeah. class lessons of upwards to eight people. Oh wow! Um, yeah, she's the best go getter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I have to say I uh, have appreciated so much your willingness to help uh, find uh, some guest players for us for our regular orchestra things and for special concerts and all that, you've been a great uh, help to me and resource. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be able to do it. That, uh, it's just sort of a thing I picked up when I was in college because Terry said, Oh, Hey, we need these people. You're in Alabama right now. Can you walk around the building and find some people? Uh, and it's, it's just sort of kept going. Uh, yeah. of, of course, I do like to keep the ones. It's like you play well, just come all the time. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's much easier yeah. that way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about your family. Uh, we're all doing really well. Uh, my brother and now sister-in-law got married uh, in June after yeah. postponing the wedding in March thanks to COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was that was a, it was a good day. Most people got to make it, though we did miss several, but we also got to live stream it. So that was all fun. Uh, Dad has is able to do everything, uh, his Morgan Stanley work here from home. No, mm-hmm. so he's you know we're really looking forward to information about the football season. Yes, because he needs yeah. to know if he's going to be there announcing things or how that's going to work. Um, though he's always keeping us up to date with the he's got us face shields to put on baseball caps and he's got uh, yeah. he, we've all have several masks because you know none of us want to get sick. Uh, yeah, and of course, mom is. So for for people uh, who don't for people who don't know, tell us what you mean by uh, your dad announcing. Some people may not know about that. Uh, dad is the stadium announcer for football, basketball, and gymnastics uh, in Tuscaloosa for Alabama men's basketball. Uh, so he, uh, anytime you go into Coleman Coliseum or into Bryant Denny Stadium for those sports, you hear him say things like "Touchdown Alabama" uh, <laughs> and things like that. He's uh, if they have a basketball season, I think this year would be his 34th season of basketball. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He only, he's around 20 in football. He, that, that was his third sport that he picked up. Um, that's just the one everybody thinks about because yeah, yeah. reasons. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's been doing that uh, forever, <laughs> long before I was around. Yeah, yeah. And your mom's in education? Yep. She is actually at school right now. As soon as I finish up with you, I'm actually going to go pick her up some lunch, and we have to set up her classroom. Uh, she volunteered to be the uh, the distance teacher, the virtual learning teacher, uh, for the ones who uh, chose the virtual learning option. So she has 34 kids in her virtual class, wow. which is up from the usual, like, 20 is pushing it. Uh, yeah. So she's, she has 34 that she'll have virtually, and then the other third grade teachers will split the rest. 
So I'm going to put all of her technology together as if I know anything about it. Uh, <laughs> get her. Take it till you make it. Yeah. And also, then as soon as she comes home tonight, I'm going to be making sure that her uh, tables in her dissertation are in the correct APA style because she is uh, she is in the editing style of her, the editing portion of her dissertation. All she has to do is edit, defend, and graduate. So that's by great. December, we could have a Dr. Giles in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is that's always awesome. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Well, um, I know we talked a little bit sort of about your music teaching and that sort of thing, but tell us uh, about your your music background, um, maybe in a little bit more detail. Uh, well, music background in, in general, uh, they they enrolled me in choir at four years old at church. Uh, <laughs> yes. the, the, the generationals at our church know me, have known me forever. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've always been doing something uh, they, they liked to, and they, my, my grandmother still makes reference to the fact that I'm such just a happy person because if a song gets in my head, I'm whistling it, I'm tapping it, I'm humming it, I'm singing it. It's just, mm-hmm. if it's in there, it just comes out somehow. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, watched my brother do middle school band and just absolutely love it. And I said, well, that's a thing I have to do when I get there. Uh, my middle school band director convinced me to play tuba instead of trombone because he desperately needed another tuba player. Uh, and so that, that's history. Uh, and I, I love, I have my bass guitar still that I played in jazz bands in middle school and high school because they wouldn't let me play tuba. But, uh, but I, I, I always enjoyed it too. I, I play my trombone on occasion. Uh, I have a little green, pla- well, little, I have a green plastic trombone that just doesn't have oh, cool. a, a trigger. A P-bone. I'm sure you've seen a P-bone yeah, or two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I have a fleet of instruments out there that none of which get practiced nearly as much as they should. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you have that many, it's hard to, which one am I doing today? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I try so you went to, to Alabama for undergrad and master's. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was, it was a hard fought race between Alabama and Samford. Uh, my teacher in high school was a man named Scott Robertson, who. Uh, was a big uh, music minister and tuba player in the Hoover Homewood, Vestavia region. Uh, and he taught down at Trinity United Methodist. I want to say is the actual name of that church. Uh, he was the music minister there. and That's where we took lessons. So he taught at Sanford and I kind of came home to go to college. And I'm like, I go to Scott. I go to, to, to a small school where at Sanford I would probably know everybody in like, you know, a few minutes being kind of outgoing. Or I go to Alabama, be with Demondre. It's a new style than Scott, who I've been with for a few years, and it's a bigger school. So I ended up choosing Demondre, uh, who then my junior year transferred to Sanford. Right. <laughs> which, say uh, la vie. Uh, and, yeah. and so uh, then Jeremy Crawford took over for Demondre at UA. I finished up my undergrad with him, and I said, oh, there's plenty from this guy I still haven't finished learning. I just so I just went on into a master's with him as if it was a different school because it was a different teacher, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sort of different. I'd only been with him for really a year. That interim year, I don't know how much it counts, but that that year he was winning the job was my senior year, uh, mm-hmm. and then my two years of master's degree were were pretty yeah. heavy study with him. Yeah, uh, and yeah. he's a great dude too. If you ever, if I'm ever not around, he is definitely. Uh, at least, at least as good, if not a significantly better player than me, uh, and and he can do anything you put in front of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I've been asking everybody in these interviews, um, based on sort of the second half of uh, the Bible verse John ten ten, where Jesus says, "I have come 
to bring you life uh, and bring you abundant life. And so I am asking everybody what's bringing them life these days. Um, honestly, most of my life and energy and everything these days comes from uh, uh, staying moving as often as I do. Uh, I am a, almost religious to my Fitbit. Uh, and I, I make sure I get those 10,000 steps every day. And a lot of times it's just me. A lot of times my mom goes out with me and we just talk about, you know, what's going on in her life, my life, mm-hmm. the random things we've read on Facebook, what's the president doing? What's the coronavirus doing? Yeah. Um, we, we keep each other apprised of, of moving forward. Uh, but, but also, uh, I've been working on getting my real estate going. I've been looking at maybe starting uh, some form of, uh, of a tech job, uh, getting a better computer set up, and maybe going into a coding or a, a game testing or uh, even just streaming something like a YouTube channel or a yeah. Twitch channel because I do play far too many video games. So maybe <laughs> make, find a way for it to make me some money. <laughs> um, uh and you know, really, really, just trying to continue finding the way forward, uh, as opposed to sitting still. As coronavirus putting us in one house would have us do right. sit still, right? And yeah, uh, but you know, there's still merit to sitting still and listening. To I'm sure there's a there's more than one Bible verse that says that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, good. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time, and I I think you are. Um, uh, a, a wonderful example of how important the role of music through from children all the way through adults is in church. And um, I'm grateful for your um, leadership in our music ministry and for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, I'm glad to do it. Talk to you later. Yep, have a great day. Remember to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so, so you won't miss any future episodes. We conclude today's episode with the singing of God of Grace and God of Glory by the Congregation of the Riverside Church in New York City.